What's up, EOS Universe? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the longest-running EOS podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Mike Novogratz on his recent interview with Anthony Pompliano, and also Pomp Investing in Ikigai and how it relates to EOS, and yet another Ethereum project announcing their integration with the main net. Please support this channel by voting for Cypherglass in your favorite wallet or block explorer. Leave us a comment, let us know what you think of the show, smash that like button, and subscribe if you're not already. Welcome back to Everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. We have an exciting episode for you today with lots of news. Zach, what are we starting it off with? I want to start it with picking your brain about this DNS stuff on EOS name service. <laughs> I asked you last week, you de declined to talk about it, but you keep giving these hints in our Telegram channel. And then uh, the EOSwriter.io, which I highly recommend everyone to go to to follow daily EOS news. Um, they wrote an article basically screenshotting everything you've been teasing in Telegram. And then Dan saw it on Twitter and retweeted it, which is a nice show of support. So I want to know... Yeah what you could tell us about this because everyone's excited about it and everyone wants to hear more. So I'll say what I said in the article, which is that essentially we're giving every single EOS account, whether it's rob.vr or a 12-character account name, we're giving every single EOS account the power of a traditional domain name, but using a decentralized DNS system. So that's all I'll say for now, but essentially you'll be able to turn any EOS account into an actual domain name with a website, potentially. So how, how, how would that work, though? Because if, if I typed in my EOS account name in my address bar, it's just going to pull up like a page not found. So do you have something you're working on for that? We do. We have something in the works where you'll actually, uh, using a tool that we're developing, you'll be able to type in EOS and then a colon. We're not sure if we're going to include the slashes or not, but like <laughs> EOS colon rob.vr and go to my website or EOS colon ens.xyz to go to EOS name service. So it'll be integrated into your browser, um, just like you were visiting any other website, but you'll be doing it all on EOS. That, that that's incredible because DNS is always like pointed out as like a huge point of failure for, for the current like centralized version of the web. And uh, yeah. many other projects have tried tackling it and maybe, maybe I don't follow them all. So I don't know what things like substratum are up to lately, but I know that was their big thing was like a decentralized DNS service. But as far as our audience and the people watching and listening, we all already have account names. So we would basically be able to forward, like make that domain or make our account name go to any, domain or IP address that we want, even if we don't own that domain, we're just basically a forwarding account at that point. That would work. Exactly. So it, it'll awesome. forward to any domain you want, but it'll also keep a backup IP of that domain so that if I can, the centralized entity who owns all the domains in the world, if they take your centralized domain down, uh, all your users can still access your website through your decentralized domain name, which is essentially that EOS account name. I want to make mine like my Twitter account. When people type in my account name on oh. this thing, I, I want them to go to my Twitter. It's like a homepage. So if you oh, absolutely. like, you, you see someone's account name, you're like, oh, I want to know more about that person. And then if if that becomes a thing, let's say, maybe a certain uh, subdomain will become a thing. Like I, I know you have a bunch of them, so maybe that that'll happen. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to hear more about that. Do we have a, an estimate of a timeline or anything? Um, it should be at some point in Q2 is what we're hoping, which is as soon as next month. So it's it's actively under development now. Um, we need to scale up our dev resources to get it out uh, faster. That's what we're working on now is hiring more developers. Uh, but I'll keep you updated there. And speaking of hiring more people, we have an announcement here at Everything EOS that kind of ties into Cypherglass as well, which is that we are looking for a video editor to join the team. You'll get some equity in Everything EOS. You'll be a full-fledged member of the team and basically be tasked with editing all of our content. So whether that's the main podcast that you're watching right now, the development series that Pete is working on, or even the, the videos over at Cypherglass and EOS name service that we'll have out soon. Um, we need you to help edit 
all of that because editing takes up a ton of time right now. And if you know anything about uh, the YouTube algorithm, how all that works, how SEO on YouTube works with thumbnails and all that good stuff, that is a bonus. So if you want to apply, all you have to do is email me, rob at everythingeos.io with uh, your reel and a little bit of info about yourself and why we should hire you and we'll get back to you. And you can get paid in EOS for this gig as well. I, I thought that that was the only way to get paid. <laughs> it is the preferred way to pay. If you yeah. come to me and say, hey, I want dollars, I'm going to be like, eh, prefer to pay in EOS. That's how I pay uh, all the developers I work with right now. Yeah, we, we, are, we are tapped out here. We have so much going on. So we are at the point where I wish someone else had an everything you so I could keep up with all the news because I am tapped out. Yeah, I love that uh, additional content that you did yesterday, the uh, Everything Roundtable kind of collaboration with the Roundtable <laughs> podcast. Uh, it was a great watch. Yeah, so we, we've kind of been in stealth mode because we've just been working quietly. We haven't had anything to show, so there's really no news. So why, why start it? But we're, we're getting really close to, to needing our beta testers. We're getting close to putting it on Jungle Testnet. And they're all peer-to-peer -peer games, so they're only fun if there's people to play with. So yeah. I, I just want to invite everyone to um, go back and watch episode 54, uh, the intro to Dappiness video. We really just want people to join our Telegram channel and, and hang out and give us feedback on, on what we're building. We're building some really cool games. Uh, the best way to describe our flagship game is Daily Fantasy Sports meets Crypto. Uh, so nice. I, I can't wait to play it. Really exciting stuff uh, in the future. I'll let you guys watch that video if you want to hear more. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's great. I got to say that uh, you guys are not just, you know, walking, walking the water, excuse me. You're not just talking the talk on everything EOS and coming out and saying, hey, gaming is going to be a part of the future. You're actually going out there and walking the walk as well with the happiness, which is this game company. So I can't wait to see what you guys build and, uh, of course, play those games. We should do a little everything EOS tournament or something when it goes live. We 100 percent. will. I mean, I, I thank you for all of the opportunities. So not everyone knows the backstory of, of the Dappiness team, but. Uh, we were all hired by Rob Finch when we all worked <laughs> at ICO Alert. A few months after uh, he hired, I think, Pete and Evan, he left. To, um, he, he sold his equity in the company and started doing Cypherglass full time. But Rob's got an eye for talent, an eye for opportunity. So all, all thanks goes to him or else the three of us would have never met each other. We wouldn't be collaborating and we wouldn't have uh, this, this platform to, to share ideas and vision and educate everyone in, in the community. Um, we're, we're, we're giving value back to the community and we're, we're starting to see the fruits of our labor by getting value in return. People are excited about what we're bringing to the table because they, they know what we're talking about. I can't wait until the developer uh, tutorial series comes out because yeah, that's I'm just going to put Pete up on a whole, whole new level because he's, he's just fantastic. I, I've seen how quick he works, how smart he is at uh, solving problems with the work we've done internally. Um, but did you get a chance to see what Jack said on Twitter the other day? It kind of ties in to, to what you've done for me personally. No, I didn't. Um, it's in the notes. I got the screenshot up if you want to look at it, but okay. I'll, read it, I'll, I'll read it out loud and I'll throw it on the screen uh, for those watching. But he, he posted, I think this is yesterday, which was uh, Wednesday. He said, uh, Square is hiring three to four crypto engineers and one designer to work full time on open source contributions to the Bitcoin crypto ecosystem. Work from anywhere, report directly to me, remote, blah, blah, blah. And then he says why he did that. And he said, last week I was considering my Hack Week project and asked, I don't know who Brock M is, um, what is the most impactful thing we can do for the Bitcoin community? And his answer was simple. Pay people to make the broader crypto ecosystem better. This resonated with me immediately, so we're doing it. And that's exactly nice. what Rob Finch has done here at Everything EOS. So ICO Alert basically shuttered their doors for, for all but uh, uh, Rob's brother, basically, who's still, I think, the owner of the company. 
it's, yeah. it's a yeah i don't know how to explain that situation i'll cut that off <laughs> that's a long um, story yeah it's it's a it's a long story but basically that company ended in december and i i probably would have continued this but i i could only keep up with it until you know people people got to work and rob gave me this opportunity offered that i'm going to sponsor this show we're going to ramp up our content we're going to do this developer series we're going to do merch i got the shirt on if you guys want to buy it uh, so go to everythingios.io. It supports us. Um, there's a coupon code when you go on the site. Uh, these, you're, you're right, Rob. These are the softest shirts I've ever felt I in my life. I told you. The hoodie especially is like, I get in that hoodie sometimes and I just relax at night after I'm done working and chat on Telegram or whatever. It's it's so comfy. So everythingios.io, it really does support the show. Um, whether you, you get merch or you just share it with a friend, we uh, we appreciate it. And I, I just want to throw this out there because I am a value shopper. I shop for value and our, our, our merch is a little pricier than some other sites, but it is very high quality. We, we could have made them cheaper with cheaper threads, but we got like the top threads and like there is some profit going to everything else. You see my chair here? I got, I got cat holes in my chair. I need a new chair, people. <laughs> we, we want to ramp exactly. up the content. Um, and speaking of ramping up the content, I'd be doing us an injustice if I didn't mention the Blancos live stream last night and our plans for future live streaming. Yeah, that was uh, so much fun. We, uh, we hopped on, we gave away three of these uh, Blancos card packs that have three unique Blancos characters in them that you'll actually be able to claim. So huge congratulations to the three, actually four winners, because somebody won a standalone Blanco as well. But we'll be, we'll be doing more giveaways as well. So subscribe to this channel and Cypherglass if you haven't already. But it was a ton of fun, and uh, I can't wait to do more live streams in the future. I think it's a, a great plan. Me too, man. I, I, I took the time to learn all this new software, and then it had a hiccup. So we, yeah. we had to uh, start and stop the live stream like three times. We still had over 100 people at any given time yeah. watching the live stream. So it was really cool being able to interact. But we'll get better at it because we want to do oh, more definitely. content. But like, like we said, how we need the editor, this stuff takes a very long time. I mean, we research every episode heavily, and I spend a lot of time editing. You, you guys probably don't notice it, oh, but yeah. once, we, once we start doing more live content, you see me mess up and yammer too long, uh, ramble, mumble, like I'm doing right now, you, you'll notice the difference. That's why I like the edited content, because I value your time. I don't want you to, you to see anything that's not adding value to the conversation. So if Rob and I divert off into a personal conversation, usually I cut that stuff out unless it's important to what uh, we're trying to convey to you, our audience. Definitely. And Speaking of adding value, uh, Anthony Pompliano, shout out to you, uh, Pomp, if you're watching. He had a, a great interview with Mike Novogratz, and there's a specific section of that interview that he did on Periscope on Twitter Live um, that I want to share with you all. So why don't we roll that clip and then uh, discuss it a little bit? Um, all right, before we finish up, uh, you should do rapid fire questions. Um, you don't have to answer rapid fire, though. Uh, what's the most important company in crypto other than Galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. Um, that's a good question. Uh, listen, you know, the, I mean, in a lot of ways, Coinbase has been the most important US-based company in terms of connecting to the, the end user. Yeah. Uh, really driving adoption. Consensus has been a really important company in terms of, you know, creating this Ethereum ecosystem. They were in our office last week. They gave a presentation. It was A+. Plus. Uh, you know, Block One is interesting. They, they, you know, the EOS blockchain, they kicked out. They have a huge war chest. They've hired a ton of smart people, and they've got a lot of cool things. Mm -hmm. You know, you wait come June, July, you're going to see announcements mm -hmm. uh, that I think are going to 
going to be exciting in that space. And you know, it's, it, we're still early enough in this space. You know, there's a layer of sovereignty. I think of Bitcoin that is slow and expensive, uh, kind of thick value, where where you would feel comfortable transferring big value. Uh, you can take some time to transfer big value. Mm -hmm. You know, EOS has taken this universe of very fast uh, transaction speed, and so you will more transactions, less value. And mm -hmm. so we've been investing in lots of gaming companies that are building on top of it. It makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And so how this whole Web 3.0 plays out is still really early. You know, we just had Cosmos come out. And, um, and so, but I think these companies that are investing lots in the developers and the developing communities are, are the essential companies in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the space. What's the one regulation? Uh, Binance, you know, you, you got to get Binance. I mean, he, he's dominating right now and in recreating the energy of, and I don't know in the long run, it's, it's. So I think this obviously lines up with what everybody's saying. When June, when June, uh, you know, Brendan teased these announcements, Dan teased everything's coming in June. And now Novogratz is apparently excited about what Block One is building in June as well. So I can't wait to see what it actually is. What I thought was interesting that I wanted to point out also is that a few minutes before that clip that we played in this video, um, it, Mike Novogratz says, you know, th there are some things within crypto, this is not verbatim, but sort of the gist of the quote was that he was excited about real products that were going to onboard real users and huge amounts of users. And then just a few minutes later says that Block One is his favorite company uh, in crypto, among others, and that uh, he can't wait to see what they have in June. So I, I can't help but think that those two statements about, you know, this mainstream crypto product and what is coming in June may be linked in some way. Uh, oh, Rob, you're getting me in conspiracy theory mode again. People seem right? to enjoy that last week. <laughs> so I'm going to throw out my conspiracy theory. Brock Ooh, Pierce is one go. of the original partners of Block One. Yeah, after yep. uh, that HBO special last year, they kind of parted ways. But they're, they're, everyone in the EOS community knows that Brock is still 100% EOS and has ties with Block One. It, it's no surprise. And he's been going through the media rounds lately to, to push the, the Mount Gox initiative, which if you yeah, haven't followed Gox the Gox rising, rising you're, not, you're not following crypto if you haven't seen Brock recently because he's been on a tear. But he keeps predicting in every one of these interviews and articles, we will see an application with a million daily active users this year. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So this isn't like a conspiracy. I, I mean, everyone always thinks other people know more than they may in, in reality people think we know everything we know a lot more than probably we lead on here sometimes but we don't know everything we're guessing on a lot of this stuff just like you guys oh, yeah we're speculating yeah big speculators <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's that that's really not a conspiracy but going back to pomp because i wanted to continue continue on this topic um pomp ha has established himself so I, I see a lot of correlations what we've been doing uh with establishing a brand and credibility and a voice uh for for a community he's targeting the entire crypto community we're targeting the eos community but we're able to like point light in in different directions of people who who deserve to be uh have their talents put in the spotlight and morgan creek digital who is the um the VC fund, would you call it a VC fund? I know it's a fund. I don't know exactly how to categorize Morgan Digital. Yeah, they're an investment fund. I, I don't know, I would say VC. I think maybe they're closer to a hedge fund than anything. So what, what, if you have listened to Anthony Pompliano ever, he, ha he has this uh, phrase that he says constantly is, get off of zero. Now, Rob, you, you do, I'll let you get that drink there, but tell everyone what get <laughs> off zero means, and then we'll talk about what he's already done so far. 
So Get Off Zero is a brilliant campaign spearheaded mostly by Pomp, who uh, is basically saying to all the institutions out there that manage you know, billions and millions of dollars, these are, are pensions, these are hedge funds, these are endowments for giant universities, all of these different people that manage massive amount of capital. He's basically saying, hey, um, put 50 basis points, put 100 basis points, half a percent to 1% of your total portfolio into this uncorrelated asset class, which is crypto, or in many cases, what he likes to put it into is Bitcoin. Um, and recently, we saw that kind of echoed by Cambridge Associates, which is one of the largest uh, sort of, I guess you could almost call them an advisory firm for billions and billions of dollars worth of endowment funds all around the world. The Yale endowment came out and got off zero as well. But more and more people, more and more institutions are taking that half a percent of their billions of dollars, putting it into crypto as kind of a hedge against you know, the, the volatility of fiat currency, the uncertainty there with political risk, so many different things. Um, he's basically saying it's negligent to not have some percent of your net worth in crypto as one of these funds. And and the reason for that is like if you remember 2017 and that run we went on, a lot of funds uh, got invested in crypto for their first time. They they may have lost their gains the following year, but <laughs> they may have started the year off with crypto as like five percent of their portfolio, let's say. But by December 2017, that same 5% could have possibly become 50% or more of their portfolio because it outgained all of the other traditional asset classes. So it's negligent for any fund to, to not at least hold a tiny, tiny amount of cryptocurrency or invest in crypto companies, which is more of what we've been seeing lately is the companies themselves rather than the currencies. But regardless, you're negligent if you don't see uh, the disruption before your eyes of what's about to occur. And so Pomp, he's already he, he's got um, two pension funds to invest in his $40 million crypto fund that he's going to manage for them. So um, the the Fairfax County, Virginia, and we have some other friends in Virginia, too. Don't 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 let that fact um, be oh, forgotten. Yeah. This That's interesting. Likely has nothing to do with it. But the proximity is advantageous, to say the least. So the two public pensions that Pomp got to invest in his $40 million fund was the uh, Fairfax County, Virginia Police Officers Retirement System and the Employees Retirement System. Wow. And with, yeah. So that's huge. With that fund, uh, a new investment was announced just yesterday into Ikigai. So this $40 million that huh. came from pension funds was reinvested into Ikigai. Do you want to introduce who Ikigai is, Rob? Wow, interesting. So Ikigai is a fund on the West Coast. I don't know a ton about them, but I do know that Timothy Lewis, uh, who works with Brock Pierce, is uh, one of the founders and one of the partners there at Ikigai. Um, I believe they're a VC firm that invests in different crypto projects. And they, uh, they at least in my conversations with Tim at a lot of these different events, shout out to you, Tim, if you're watching, um, have been you know very, very bullish on EOS. So I know that they're big supporters of EOS, big supporters of the ecosystem. So for Pop now to, you know, he interviewed Novogratz about yep. Block One and then being it's like this the important mega company. powers here. Bring, yeah. bring the EOS community with Pomp. Pomp has a huge voice. Absolutely. Like we, we've, we've got a pretty big voice within the EOS community, but it's, it's really nothing outside of EOS because the general uh, crypto community is still kind of uh, writing off EOS, it seems. Exactly. Um, e even Pomp himself, I don't think he's ever actually talked about EOS himself, doesn't really come up, but that doesn't mean he, he's hating on it. He's just really uh, bullish on Bitcoin. He's accumulating. That's what he he's is, doing. He is, he is. <laughs> but so, so, um, Tim so, so Timothy Lewis, uh, who you mentioned, he is the chief innovation officer at Ikigai, who just received investment capital from Morgan Creek Digital, which 
Pomp is a partner in. He is the founder of the Liberty Block block producer candidate. So yeah. he is a block producer candidate. Do you not think he's going to talk to Pomp about EOS and what we're doing here on the EOS mainnet and all of the EOS IO sister and side chains that we've been launching month after month? It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And eventually this snowball effect is going to be impossible to ignore and everyone's going to see what's happening. And this kind of oh, leads yeah. me... To my next topic of people ignoring us, did you see uh, the savagery here? Or wait, let me let me get back. <laughs> so speaking of savagery, I, I love the word savage because it's such a great word to describe certain actions and people. In Pump's oh, in, in Pump's announcement of the Ikigai uh, partner or investment, he said, "Make no mistake, Morgan Creek Digital is looking for savages, and we found some in Travis Kling and team." Now another savage has been Brendan Bloomer. So uh, <laughs> Justin, so Justin Sun tweeted some crappily researched article out that said Tron uh, transaction volume was dwarfing quote Ethereum and EOS nearly five times the amount. Now going back to EOS Raider Kenny, he actually wrote a whole article about this and quashed that fud. But the funny savagery was Brendan Bloomer made a direct reply, screenshotted Blocktivity, and said. Uh, where are they getting their uh, transactional data from? <laughs> to Justin Sun. <laughs> it out there, and that's a great website. If you're out there listening, you want to see all the data and see just how ahead of all these other platforms in terms of transaction count EOS actually is. Head to Blocktivity, B-L-O-C-K-T-I-V-I-T-Y dot info, and you can uh, see what Brendan tweeted as well. All right, so so real quick, I, I think we're already behind schedule here with the the time we have allotted because we are busy freaking people these days. I'm just going to run through some more Brendan Bloomer tweets that I screenshotted on our notes here because I, I think they're interesting. So the I'll Brendan go one. Savagery. <laughs> Blockchain identity will bring content integrity and social accountability. Hashtag June is coming. That, that, that tells me one, ident I Ooh. hope they have it. We, we, we want this identity solution to be solved. Like it, it's, it's holding this whole ecosystem, blockchain crypto community back by not having a way to verify identity. Uh, but besides KYC, I don't think their solution's KYC. I think their solution's gonna be social because you are who the people around you say you are. I'm, uh, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but he, he um, wrote that tweet in response to uh, an article that came out from a researcher saying that he found, like this team of researchers found that a lot of the XRP army is actually a bot army. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of real XRP enthusiasts, but there is a lot of bots all over crypto. So that's what that was about. <laughs> Moving along. Um, if the U Brendan Bloomer said another tweet, if the USA ended mass incarceration, private profitable businesses, excessive regulation and global warfare tactics, America could offer Andrew Yang's UBI and lower taxes simultaneously. UBI Yang gang. <laughs> UBI funded by more taxes doesn't eliminate waste. It just moves it towards socialism. So it's that UBI talk again. So I made that UBI prediction about Mios, and I, I think all of this ties back to Mios. Mios is 100% launching in June. I don't think it's any secret. I, I don't know what features it's going to have. I think it's going to have more than what we've we've talked about because I think there's going to be some surprises or probably have the wallet baked in. But when I say UBI, I, it, it could also be considered like a revenue share model. It, it's not like it's you're going to be able to live off this. So whenever you hear basic income, you think it's like that's all you need to live. But that, that's not the case. I don't know if Mios will have it, but it's definitely UBI is on Brendan Bloomer's mind. That's a fact we could establish. I'm going to keep going. Um, he, he made another tweet about uh, profit going back to the users and privacy. He mentioned Facebook. Uh, 
And then he, he made another comment. So this goes back to identity. Did you see his tweets where he said in the future, a Bitcoin's worth will be determined by its coin specific history? And then he said, over yeah, time, Bitcoin's <clears throat> going to split between light and dark pools, which is like a verified pool where you know the identities and an unverified pool. So what, what do you think of that? I don't know. I, I, I've heard this argument before where it's like, oh, if you had a, a coin that was connected to the Silk Road, it's, it's somehow going to be worth less than others. I think if that actually happened and something like that was implemented, it would be detrimental to the fungibility of Bitcoin where, you know, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. So I honestly hope something like that doesn't happen, but only time will tell. And then la last tweet will drive us to our very next topic, which is fundamentals are the future. Congrats, EOS. Thanks, CoinMarketCap. Screenshot their new fundamental crypto asset score yeah. on CoinMarketCap. You want to introduce what that is? So this I was very surprised to see given the history of CoinMarketCap and hiding EOS from the top coins list and all kinds of other stuff that they've done to kind of you know suppress it, whether that was intentional or not. But they released this fundamental crypto asset score, which is from some third party that puts this data together that essentially evaluates the fundamentals of a specific crypto network. So this could be things like the amount of usage on the network, the amount of adoption, the amount of code commits to the repo. They've taken a lot of different factors to kind of grade the fundamentals. And essentially what's happened was that out of every single coin in the ecosystem, Bitcoin, Ethereum, everything else, NEO included, EOS comes out on top as Ooh, the yeah. number one with the highest fundamentals. It's something we've been saying here for a long time, that this platform has the fundamentals to be that Web 3.0 platform of the future. But now another person coming out, this third-party agency through CoinMarketCap, and saying the same thing. So very cool to see and uh, should hopefully you know, do a little work to cast some light on the darkness of you know, the truth behind EOS. So we, we talked about this before the show. Basically, what, what's happening in front of us is the the world is a, the cryptocurrency community first but then the entire world is is going to become woken to what EOS has been doing for almost the last year so how many lists has EOS topped that they're like reputable lists coin market caps not just some guy who is an EOS fan that threw up a blog so you can't even use that as like a, a, um, an argument against it. It's coin market cap. It's pretty much the, the most trusted coin index there is, which oh, bring, absolutely. I, I, I love when we talk about news that everyone's already seen before. I don't think anyone listening to this didn't hear about the coin market cap thing, but I found a little tie-in that adds a little uh, nuance to it that'll get everyone excited. So another big coin market cap news that went completely under the radar is, so coin market cap posted a tweet on March 20th that said, they launched two cryptocurrency indices today on NASDAQ, Bloomberg, TR Refinity, and some word I cannot pronounce, but it'll be on the screen if you're watching this. And it says it tops, it covers the top 200 crypto and is the most comprehensive index to date. We're excited wow. to bring crypto data to the wider financial market. And if you go into the article, I'll put the, I'll put the full article in the description uh, from CoinMarketCap's blog. It's just a price index feed, but it's going directly into Bloomberg terminals, which is where every traditional financial trader goes for all of their information. It's like an oracle of every piece of financial information in the world. And they pay a lot of money for this data. And do you think CoinMarketCap is going to stop with just a price index? Don't you think they're going to be banging on the door saying, hey, we established this, well, this rating system that's completely legitimate. They've probably been working on it for a very long time before they announced it publicly and released it. So who's number one? 
EOS is number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just wait till that FCAS, the fundamental crypto asset score is being pumped in. It, it reminds me a lot of the Bloomberg Galaxy crypto index from Mike Novogratz at Galaxy Digital, that sort of collaboration. But I think their index only included five of maybe the top 10 coins. I think EOS was mm -hmm. one of them, of course, but it was weighted in a pretty interesting way with most holdings in Bitcoin and Ethereum, and then EOS is sort of a secondary. But this is cool. It's just a pure price feed and getting the data out there to show all these institutions, you know, there are legitimate price feeds. There, there is the infrastructure necessary for them to start to get off zero, like we talked about earlier, and really enter the crypto market in a significant way. Before moving on to the very next topic, I just want to mention that we as EOS have been number one on the list of that, um, I don't know what it's called, but that Chinese government list of the top oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> cryptocurrencies. And I, I don't know exactly where EOS sits, but it was number one for a while on the Weiss crypto ratings too, which is an established uh, research analyst firm. So that that's, that's all the list. So EOS is topping list. How long is it going to take until people start paying attention? Which brings me to the next topic, Loom. Building a bridge, relay to EOS, and their article was uh, quite entertaining. They posted a blog and a tweet yeah. about it, and uh, some of the replies from uh, maximalists in the Ethereum community was hilarious. So I'll just read the introduction to the blog. Actually, I've been talking for a while. Do you want to read the introduction to the blog, Rob? I have it on your screen. Yeah, let's do it. Before we start, I know, this post is bound to ruffle a few feathers. Most of you reading this probably have one preferred blockchain of choice and likely think that the other two chains in this list are run by a bunch of idiots, scammers, or insert your pejorative of choice here. That's totally fine. I'm not gonna try to change your mind. But what I hope to do by the end of this article is to convince you that linking these chains together is a development that not only was inevitable, a natural evolution of the blockchain ecosystem as a whole, but also one that will massively benefit the developers and end users of all three chains. That is to say, even if you never choose to use or interact with any of those other blockchains, this development is still going to make your chain's ecosystem richer as a result. So wow. they basically kicked it off with, we know you're not going to like this, but this is how it is. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to woke you to EOS. And this is following a, a pretty amazing and now I think very clear pattern from uh, people like Bancor, Kyber Network, now Wanchain, these guys as well at Loom Network of integrating with EOS because they see, you know, hey, you know, the Wanchain CEO coming out and saying that EOS has the most legitimate established DAP market and they want to target that with their network as well. Now Loom waking up to the same thing and like you said, getting woke to the EOS revolution. And I'll, I'll continue a few more uh, sentences from uh, the blog article before moving on. Up until now, all our products have focused exclusively on Ethereum because Ethereum had, and to this day still has, by far the largest numbers of developers building on it. This is true. I, I, I see this in real life. The dev community is huge. Uh, that hasn't changed. What has changed is that there are now undoubtedly a good number of developers building dApps on both EOS and Tron in addition to Ethereum, and the number of users using EOS and Tron keeps increasing. And by the way, the number of users on EOS has surpassed Ethereum and is the number one most used app platform by daily active users, by transaction count, by basically every metric. So it's something they left out, but uh, I think it's awesome how many props they give to EOS in this article. So my, the next sentence is my favorite one because I think a lot of maximalists in this community uh, could learn from this. And it says, we could bury our heads in the sand and pretend like developers aren't building on these other platforms and that users aren't using them, but that isn't actually the case. Bam! Truth bomb! Dropping Mic bombs, drop. Loom Network. 
It's honestly, it's it's great to see finally some of the most well-respected people, the people at Loom Network are incredibly talented developers, to see them coming out and recognizing EOS as legitimate, but not only legitimate as something that they need to integrate with to capture this new sort of dApp frenzy that's happening. Uh, props to them for coming out in, you know, in front of their community and, and being bold enough and having the courage to actually do that. One of my favorite things about this podcast is that we, we can go back to old episodes and say, told you so. So that episode where you're in this very room in my house and we recorded that episode live and we were talking about all of the ETH projects uh, coming over to EOS and yeah. not all of them are doing it completely. They're kind of using EOS as almost like a layer two solution to solve their scalability problems so that they could still say they're an ETH project, which is fine. Um, I, I, I think that's great. But um, the last, I said the last one was the last one I was going to read. This is the last one for real. Most Ethereum users totally write off these other platforms, usually due to philosophical differences around consensus algorithms, blockchain governance, or a dislike of their way of marketing, or, this is where I said I told you so, the way they conducted their token sales. Yeah. This and is a I, I, very difficult decision to make for any entrepreneur of, of, uh, or CEO of an Ethereum company that ICO'd in like 2017 or 2018. They have this loyalty to ETH to try everything they possibly can to, to, to hit the roadmap on Ethereum because that's who their base is. Just like our base is EOS, their base is Ethereum. So these decisions don't come lightly. And you were about to say something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I got to give a shout out to you as well for that episode on uh, Everything Roundtable that we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast that went live a couple days ago on Everything EOS, where you were sort of comparing, you know, Ethereum and EOS and these other platforms to Apple and Google. And as a business, to only build on Apple because, you know, you love Apple the most and you use iPhones and, you know, that's your preferred platform of choice and totally ignore this other massive part of the market that is Android or, you know, you could flip that. Uh, is kind of negligent as a developer and as a business owner as well. You know, don't you want to target those other DAP users that are on EOS, even if you might have philosophical differences with the chain? So why not support both? And I thought that was a great argument. And then Kevin yeah. Rose hopping into the everything. <laughs> oh Telegram yeah, great with quote a great here. quote saying, "People build bridges to where they want to go." Well Ooh. said, Kevin. Very well said. Uh, so I think that's the end of our uh, notes here. I just have one more thing I want to mention, and then you could fill in anything I may have missed in the notes. But the EOS World Expo is another event. It's coming up on all April 13th and 14th in San Francisco. I just wanted to let everyone know that I will be in attendance there. Um, Peter K, our ES Developer Series technical lead, uh, he's like 99% there. I don't think he booked his ticket, but he said he's going to come with me. Uh, so. Oh, nice. It's going to be a great event. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'll be talking about it every week leading up to it, but some great teams are going to be there. I can't wait to meet the Shintai team, the Emanate team, uh, Bumping the Rub from Nougat again, Chestnut, uh, Squirrel from Talos, EOS Lynx, uh, Token Pocket, uh, Colin Talks Crypto, excited to meet, meet Colin. Um, Happy Money Man, he'll be there again. Brandon Parker, can't wait to uh, bump into him again. So it's going to be an awesome event. Uh, go to the website. It is at eosworldexpo.com. You can see the list of speakers so far and also uh, the schedule of events. I'm pretty excited for that. Um, is there anything else we need to cover here, Rob? We pretty much blew through this as planned, and I think it's going to be an action-packed episode for everyone. Yeah, that pretty much covers it all. Be sure to subscribe and give a thumbs up and leave a comment wherever you're listening or watching, whether that's YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, or somewhere else. And as a reminder, next week is our very special one-year Everything EOS anniversary yeah. episode that marks one year of doing the longest-running EOS podcast. So we hope you'll come and join us for that episode. It should be a blast. But until next time, I'm Rob Finch. And I'm Zach Goh. And this, this is everything, is everything EOS. EOS. Go, Go EOS. EOS! Hey! Hey! I think, I think we got it. Cool. Cool.